This episode is brought to you by the Lash Boss newsletter. If you would like to receive a monthly newsletter from me, written by me, not AI, never sponsored, no ads included, um, and no spam too. Like it's really just once a month that I send something out. It includes upcoming lash events, lash tips and trends, artists to watch, ones that are up and coming and that I have been finding valuable and even books that I'm reading at the moment that are helping me run my business. Then subscribe to Lash Boss Newsletter. Like I said, I send it out only once monthly and it's packed with a ton of information that any lash artist would find valuable. You can subscribe at the link in the show notes or on my Instagram or on lashbossradio.com. Hey everyone, welcome back to Lash Boss Radio. I'm Shelby, your host, and today I am joined by Kayla Zigich. She's all the way from Australia and she's joining us for the first time here on Lash Boss Radio to talk all about social media. Welcome to the show, Kayla. Thank you so much, Shelby. I'm so excited to be here. I've been a long-time listener, so very, very blessed to be on here talking to you today. Oh, I'm so excited that you're on. This is such a great topic and something that I feel so many of us struggle with. I myself do. Um, you had some really great idea and invented something, and I really want to get into that. But can you just, for the listeners, give us kind of like a brief history of how you got to where you are now um, as a social media strategist? Of course. So I have been in the industry since I was 16. So beauty is the only industry that I have ever known. So I guess I've been a therapist or an esthetician. I've been a salon manager, a salon owner, and I did have my own salon for about five years before I was very, very lucky enough to be approached by one of the biggest lash lifting brands in the world to come and work as a master trainer for them, which, um, was such an exciting opportunity. So I became a lash lift educator, lash extension educator and brows. Fast forward through um, my time with the company, I actually ended up falling pregnant with my second child and took time away from the training and actually started to do the marketing and the social media side for the business, which I just loved. I've always had a real interest in marketing and advertising. And I kind of thought to myself, look, this is something that I can definitely do in my business and make a career of. So I actually ended up studying social media marketing uh, here in Australia. A diploma is as far as you can kind of go with that. And then I ended up opening my own agency, which I've had now for the last seven years, but I now primarily spend a lot of time doing public speaking at different beauty events. I uh, have an educational platform where I teach salon owners how to strategically manage their own social media. And then I have just obviously launched my product, which I launched in September. Uh, that is going absolutely a bit bonkers at the moment. So, yes. Wow. Yeah. Well, I can imagine because I, I have your product and I think it is so well done. Can you talk a little bit about what those are or yeah. what the product is? Yes. So I think it was a bit of an epiphany at home. One day I was sitting on my couch and I thought to myself, like one of, obviously, because I speak to salon owners so often it's all I do and one of their biggest struggles with social media is not knowing what to post I don't know what to post I don't know how to educate my audience I don't know how to inspire them I get so overwhelmed thinking about what to post that I don't actually post anything at all 
So I thought to myself, to begin with, I actually thought to myself, I'm going to make, you know, those 90s magic eight balls that you shake mm. and that say, yeah. yes, no. And I thought to myself, I am going to make a, a magic eight ball that's actually going to tell salon owners what to post. And then I was talking to my mom. She thought that was an absolute crazy idea. So I ended up creating a set of cards. So I've now got uh, sets of cards called What to Post Cards, and they are strategically made for salon owners, lash and brow artists, and they actually tell you what to post on your social media so you can entertain, educate, and inspire your audience. I love it. And they are, it's such good quality too. They're so cute. So you did a great job with it. And I, I really think like you solved a big problem for a lot of people because you hit the nail on the head. We really don't know what to post. And so um, we're almost frozen with inaction because it's, it feels daunting to, to, to start or um, to keep up engagement. And it feels like it's just another thing on our list that we're adding. And so, yeah, you solved a big problem for a lot of salon owners. Thank you. In that way. Yeah. Do you have any like success stories or anything like you feel like has come from the cards that you've seen? They've only just obviously been launched in September, but I'm getting so many amazing messages from a lot of people who the overwhelm's just gone. So no overwhelm anymore. A lot of people feel like they're creating content ahead of time as well, because again, we get to that panic posting where we feel like we've got, oh my gosh, it's dinner time. I haven't posted anything today. I've got to get something up. And suddenly it's a picture of lashes, lash uh, lash before and after, and then posted. And there's no real strategy behind that because obviously that's not valuing any anyone in terms of a caption and actually a hook to engage your audience. And a lot of people are finding it's great for their team. So many team members are really nervous about showing up on social media, but they have been using them in their salon as a team exercise. Everyone pulls a card out every week. And then that's the content that they need to create for the week ahead. So so it has been a really big game changer for so many salons. So I feel really grateful to be able to gift them that. Yeah. Um, I want to ask what in your experience is some of the things that you see people do incorrectly with social media? Or is there things that you would say like you see on the feed and you're like, eh, this is not the best way? I think probably some of the biggest mistakes overall for social media, uh, one of the biggest ones starting from the start, I guess, is probably not having a fully optimized Instagram bio to actually be seen by your target audience. So that is one of the things that I definitely recommend your business name and your well, your business name shouldn't be in your Instagram name and your Instagram username. You need to actually have uh, some SEO in there for people to actually be able to find you. So that brings me to tip number two is probably making sure your location is in there. There's so many times I go to a salon owner's page and I think, oh my gosh, this looks amazing. I wonder where they are. And I have to dig to find out the location. And then I find they're probably in the UK, which is obviously not a value to me for someone who wants to go have a treatment done. So making sure that it's really easy for your audience to navigate. And then I guess, obviously, you know, clear, good quality images is is ideal, but showing up, showing yourself, engaging with your audience, building connections with them, which can be really daunting 
for so many people to actually put themselves out there on social media. And then I guess just making sure that you are posting with purpose. So every time you post a piece of content, you should have a purpose behind it. Is it to get more engagement? Is it to get more bookings? Is it to get more inquiries around a particular aftercare product? What is the objective behind your post? And you need to reflect that through your caption and your call to action. Yeah, I I also feel like, you know, people, they start their social media like right out of school and then they're kind of just like, what do I, how do I grow this? How do I scale this? Like, and maybe they're chasing the wrong thing, like followers versus engagement. Can you, can you speak to that a little bit? Like, should we be doing follow trains to get other artists to follow us if we're looking for clients, for example? How can we, you know, look at that aspect of it? Yeah, one of the biggest mistakes I guess a lot of people mm-hmm. make, they're really focusing on that vanity metric, which is that that dopamine hit, like a like or a follow, when in actual fact, if we're looking at likes in general, there's no real return on investment on a like. It's just that feel-good fluffy. It's like when you get a text message from a guy that you're dating or you get a compliment, like it feels good, but sometimes it doesn't have a positive reaction on the on the content you're creating or the goals that you're setting for your business and when it comes to followers as well so many people are still really focused on how many followers they have I only have I only have 200 followers but if 200 if 200 people were in a room and you were talking to 200 people that would feel like a lot right so I think we need to just really start to shift our mindset around what is of value and what is important to us because the followers are great. However, you would rather have a small amount of followers who are get, uh, who are engaging with your content versus a larger following who are disengaged. So going back to whether you have lash artists following you, I think it's great to support fellow lash artists in the industry. However, they're not your ideal client. Yes, it's great for for you to have that support, but you really need to focus on your ideal client and you need to be creating content for them. So you need to be focusing on talking to them directly versus um, trying to get other lash artists to follow you because they're not going to technically book in for an appointment with you, but these potential target clients are. So that's what you need to be right on. So I also have a question. This has come up in like private conversations a lot. Um, like content that's not converting. This is kind of what we're talking about a little bit. Like likes aren't make necessarily making you money or making you do what you wanted that post to do. So how how what advice do you have for somebody who's feeling like, okay, I've got a great following. I feel like I'm giving a lot of value in my content, but it's not leading to sales. What could that mean? It could mean that your content in terms of your written content probably isn't hitting your audience as well as it could be. Again, if we were to go back to uh, putting up a post about a lash aftercare product, for example, or a lash cleanser, generally speaking, people are creating content around that. They tend to go to the wholesaler or the supplier who are actually selling the product or the distributor and they copy and paste that caption from there and then they go and paste it on their post. What we need to understand is that particular piece of written content is designed for us as lash artists. It's not designed for our consumer. It's not designed for our clients. So we need to understand how we can reword our content to actually speak 
directly to our audience. So instead of going new lash cleanser in stock, we might want to say, are you struggling with lash retention or do you, are you looking to focus on, or would you like healthier, fuller lashes or whatever that needs to be, you need to actually be speaking to the pain point and the problem point when you're creating that content to be able to get the conversion. And then what you need to do is you need to obviously explain the benefits. I always say features tell benefits sell. So speaking about the benefits and then the call to action, it doesn't just need to be uh, go to our website to purchase because again, we your audience gets a little bit tired of that. Link in bio, go to our link to book, um, go to our website to purchase, build a connection with them and ask them a question. What is it that you struggle with most? Or how um, would you like a sample of this lash cleanser next time you're in salon? Comment below. So you're actually building engagement. And then if they're commenting on your content, then you need to be replying back to them and engaging with them. And then it just becomes this obviously really beautiful back and forth connection that you're building with your audience. And then when they come into salon, they know to ask for that sample or they know to ask for that product and then the sale's done. Could it also have something to do with the message that they're posting? They think you know, one time it's on the feed once, so they know it now. Is it like maybe there's just so much content everyone's consuming every day that they saw it, it it clicked a little, but maybe they need it to see more times? Do you think that number of times like of exposure of a certain message has increased actually in the last few years just with, um, you know, it seems like there's just a lot more content to consume, but you've, you you know that term, like you have to see something seven times to make a purchase. Touch points, exactly. So originally speaking, it was seven touch points. I think now we're at about 11 touch points. So um, obviously for people that don't know that your touch points are those different avenues of of touch points. So if you're creating a piece of content or you have a promotion, a touch point may be a social media post, a reel, um, a flyer, your website landing page, email marketing. So there's all different touch points. Very rarely does someone see something and instantly want to purchase it. Very rarely, unless, you know, I have to probably see an outfit as a sponsored post five or six times. And then I'm like, it's speaking to me. I need to have that. I'm sure it happens with you too, Shelby. <laughs> yeah. I so, know exactly what you're saying. So, yeah. So, if we're looking at social media on a whole, you're probably only getting from your followers on average, maybe 7 to 12% of people seeing your stories at any one time. And then it is very similar to posting, a static post as well. So, we need to understand, even though we're posting, that potential person that you are wanting to sell that product to may or may not have seen that post the first time around. Yeah, so it's crazy to think that we do assume because we post about it once, posts and they will come, but there is so much more strategy behind it than just posting once. Okay, two more questions on this. So what can we do to increase our visibility? Is it just continuing to post more? Is it something else we could do to increase? Like, I would love more people to see when I post a story. So how can I make that more possible? When I recommend my members, so when when they come to me and they say, I'm really struggling with story engagement, one of my little tips that I like to recommend is actually leaving your 
stories to go dry for 24 hours. So don't post for 24 hours. And the first post that you do after that needs to be something that's going to capture their attention. Sometimes it's just a photo of yourself um, with a caption or, um, you know, a photo of the salon and then an emoji sticker. So, you know, the small little circle emoji stickers that you can get and it needs to be, you know, a flame or 100% or um, today is going to be an amazing day, tap to confirm or tap to, you know, something like that. That tends to work the best then leading into more engagement because those people who are viewing your stories, it's easy to tap on that sticker. So when I do that, I usually find my engagement increases by about 30 to 50% each time that I do that strategically. Oh my gosh, that's really smart. Okay. Yeah. Give it a try and let me let me know. <laughs> I'm going to try that. I'm going to post my really face. And then <laughs> would have. A lot of people do it and they say, hey, Kayla, it didn't work for me. I, I'm in Instagram jail. I'm like, there's no such thing. But okay, let's have a look at what it was you actually posted. And it could be a post of them, but there is a lot of text. There's a lot of text. We are such busy people and we have zero attention span. So we just want to be, hope you have an amazing day or, um, Going into on my way into the salon today, it might be a little flame or a love heart or uh, anything, and you'll find that it will work quite well. Got it. So, um, I have another question. So, how much time do you recommend somebody, let's say they're trying to grow their social media presence, how much time should they spend on social media, like creating co the content? the captions and the posting? Like how long do you think that would take per week or per day? I think it depends on what your goal is. So if your goal is specifically for growth, for instance, um, sometimes it's not the amount of time you're spending, but the quality of content that you're actually creating. So if we are looking at sort of um, brand awareness, building our brand awareness and getting more eyes on our page, some people just think, again, they're posting those before and afters of those lashes and people are just going to find them. But what we actually need to do, it's important to have before and afters. It's important to have um, testimonials and reviews and talk about your products, but it's also important to connect with your audience on a deeper level. So they feel that you understand them. Mm -hmm. So We've obviously just come back from school holidays here in Australia. Everyone has now officially gone back to school. So if your target audience, for example, is a mum that has just survived school holidays and you create a funny, entertaining piece of content about surviving school holidays, what you know when you see a funny post, the first thing you do is you either send it to your friends, you tag them, or you share it to your stories you are creating a piece of content that is going to be shared on someone else's page. So you might have, let's go, you know, you might have 300 followers and then you're sharing to a, another person is sharing your piece of content that also has 350 followers, then you've, you've broadened your reach, right? So what we need to do is create those pieces of content that is going to get more eyes on our, on our business. That will in turn help with your brand awareness and getting more, more followers. Got it. So people don't need to make it a full-time job. They can maybe just incorporate it. Into Sorry, their... I didn't answer that <laughs> properly. Okay. Um, yeah, no, I think once you understand who your target audience is, 
what makes them tick and what type of content that you have already posted that converts. So going back and having a look at your analytics, there's usually patterns that you can see in your analytics of content that your audience likes to see and engage with. So you use those analytics to then create more like-minded content. So it only needs to be, I really recommend my members to spend, you know, an hour or two creating content. It doesn't have to be a full-time thing. Got it. It's healthy relationships around social media. So people do want to work with you. What are the different ways that they can do that? Okay, so I do have a one-on-one mentorship that I do, which is a 12-week program, one-hour call every week, going through different things from optimizing your Instagram bio to working out who your target audience is to creating, I'm not going to say, well, I guess an aesthetically pleasing feed, but an on-brand feed. It doesn't have to be very curated anymore, but you still need to have a very strong brand awareness so it can capture your audience's attention when they're scrolling. So I have the one-on-one mentorship. I do have a member, uh, the actual Social for Salons membership as well, which is just a monthly fee. Um, that is amazing. It's a beautiful community and it is different classes every month, but then you also have a portal of different lessons that you can go back and look at as well. And then obviously, if you want to go full solo, then you've got the cards to be able to sort of spread your wings and do do your own thing as well. And your Instagram, um, it's socials for salons? Yes, that's the one. Amazing. And if you are listening and you're going to be at Lash Ball Summit, Kayla is actually going to be speaking on stage here in April in Austin. Um, Can you share just briefly like what you're speaking about and maybe just a little tidbit from your presentation? Oh, yes. I'm so excited to be coming over. I am going to be speaking on how you can actually connect with your audience. I'm a really big believer in being able to connect with your audience to grow your brand. So I'm actually going to be talking about that. We're going to be talking about different engagement strategies as well, because I feel like that's one of the things a lot of people really struggle with, this engagement bubble. So I'm going to be breaking that all down for you and giving you some really amazing tips that you can move forward in your business to help you with your engagement on your socials. I'm so excited. I think it's going to be a really uh, much needed topic. Um social media is just, it feels sometimes like exhausting or daunting. And I'm glad that you're going to kind of help break that down for everybody. Absolutely. It doesn't have to be once you've got those, it's like a business plan. Once you've got those steps in place and you've got those systems, it is so much easier. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for coming on, sharing some advice with us about social media. And um, I'm so excited for April. But yeah, thank you so much for sharing with us today. Thank you so much for having me, Shelby. I'm so excited to meet in person in April. Me too. Thank you so much. 